Welcome to this week's episode of Whiskey and Mash. Welcome to this New Year's Day 2017 episode of Whiskey and Mash. I am Chris Bowman. And I am Gloria Ackerman. And this week we will be reviewing Season 7, Episode 25, Ain't, Life Gra- Ain't Love Grand, and Season 7, Episode 26, The Party. Ain't Love Grand. Great episode. You, uh, It begins with Winchester and Hawkeye and BJ sitting in the swamp. Just got finished with 23 hours of OR. They are exhausted. Mm. Sick to death of each other. Everything they do bothers each other. So actually BJ says let's go to Rosie's, but Winchester is the only one that goes. When he gets to Rosie's, there's Lieutenant Deborah Clark who sits with Klinger and just loves his quirkiness. Mm. So those that's one plot where Klinger and Lieutenant Deborah she says, call me daddy, um, kind of get together. We'll talk about that later. But Winchester meets Suni, who is a prostitute. But mm-hmm. he tries to make her into his uh, sp- special friend, let's <laughs> say. Because yeah. she all she's interested in is food. She wants to eat, eat, eat. He wants her to... He thinks that he will do her a favor by bringing her out of the slums and teach her the finer parts of music and food. But she's not a willing participant. So all she wants is a cheap hamburger from Rosie's and to continue. So it's hard to transform someone. But while that's going on, BJ and Hawkeye continue complaining about each other. Mm BJ's obsessed with one of his patients who had kidney problems, and he's just worried that he didn't catch everything. Mm-hmm. But that's one of the things that bothers Hawkeye, is he's always obsessed with his patients, which he is. He's he, just yeah. a caring guy. Yeah, okay. BJ always takes his patients very personally. So his obsession is one of the things that gets to Hawkeye. But Hawkeye smelling his food gets to BJ. BJ combing his mustache. Everything they do drive each other's other nuts. Mm-hmm. But at the end, we'll tell you what happens. Mm-hmm. Of course, everything gets back to the way it was. But those are the two main plots that are going on. I don't think, did you see anything else? Just those two main plots. And the fact that Radar really isn't around. Yeah. You know, um, I, I think... We don't see Radar in this episode, but the next one we do, and I'm pretty sure that's, other than his exit, um, early season eight, I think that's his last real episode. So, you know, this whole season we've seen a lack of Radar. Right. And really, if I remember correctly, it's that he was actually only in half the episodes. He had negotiated his contract down to half, um, because he went through some changes in his life and decided that this wasn't quite what he wanted anymore. And then at the end of season seven, or between season seven and season eight, he decides, nope, I completely want out. And they got him back to do a farewell episode, which... Thankfully. Thankfully. It's nice to say goodbye mm-hmm. in a proper way. Because otherwise, you know, we end up with a Trapper or a um, Frank Burns where all of a sudden they're gone. They're just gone. And that happens in the Army, too. So mm-hmm. I'm glad that we had those experiences, because but that does happen. It does. But, you know, it, it's 
nice closure for us, for the audience, to have him back. And, um, but in it's fact, really hard what they did to Henry. We yeah, had the proper goodbye. But, it, yeah. But, yeah. No, Radar, thankfully. You, and you, in a couple of weeks, a couple of few weeks, uh, we'll do the, the Radar episodes. But you know, he doesn't die. He goes home. And that's... It's a nice goodbye. But anyway, we don't see him in this episode. Um, we... Well, do we see him? We do see him in this episode. We do. Yeah. Because um, isn't this... Or am I thinking of... We watched a couple episodes. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've watched two weeks worth of episodes. Um, oh, I'm sorry. That's, uh, that's season... That's episode eight season... Or season eight, episode one. I'm thinking of. Yeah, we don't see Radar in this episode at all. I just Klinger, love. Oh, what? Well, I was just going to say Klinger too. Because yeah, he's um, company clerk in Radar's absence, as he has been in the past. And he's trying. Well, no, that's a different. <laughs> see, yeah. <laughs> it's hard. Um, um, he's sitting at Rosie's, and Lieutenant Deborah Clark comes up and sits with him, and just is just intrigued with the fact that he's wearing a dress mm -hmm. and um apparently she's new to the camp yeah because she didn't know who Klinger was and mm -hmm. if you're in the camp even a minute you kind of know who <laughs> Klinger is yeah he'll be the one serving your food or patrolling <laughs> the compound or you know doing anything that he does because that's where he is from Colonel Potter's uh punishments for <laughs> his off-the-wall behavior but Klinger being who Klinger is, he really is a very emotional guy. And you yeah. don't n always see that because he likes yeah. to fight with Rizzo. And he mm -hmm. likes to, you know, he overdoes his manliness sometimes, I think, because of his wearing a dress. Mm -hmm. But in this case, he got together with her, with Debbie and went into the mass tent. Of mm. course, Winchester was there trying to... Oh, with poetry Suni. to, to Suni. Yeah. So Winchester left, and Klinger says, you know, he starts talking about their lifetime together. Oh. Um, are you thinking of the supply tent? Yes. Did I say supply? Did I say you said mess tent. Mess tent. Oh, sorry. Supply yeah, tent. Yeah, they, they were in the supply room. Yes. And, uh, where apparently is where you go. Well, there are nice mattresses there. Right, it's right. a very comfy, <laughs> quiet area. And apparently, you hang a hanger on the door if you're in there. Because Winchester forgot to hang the hand. Well, I don't think yeah. he knew protocol. <laughs> it was his no. first time in the supply tent. Yeah. He learned protocol. Mm -hmm. So they left, and Klinger starts talking about their lifetime together and how he had their address picked out, the street they're going to live on. 1215 Michigan Street, Toledo, Ohio. They're going to have one child, and she's like, whoa, wait a minute. Um, I just wanted something for the night I'm not looking for forever mm -hmm. and so that was kind of what happened in the end of Debbie but Klinger thinks that way he thinks mm -hmm. he finds someone it's immediately love yeah oh you're looking up Toledo <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking up 1215 Toledo and it appears to be a real wonder oh. if it's a house he knew, like an address he knew. Yeah. I bet that house gets a lot of people driving by. Yeah, I'm curious. I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a real address here. Between uh, 
I love how your mind works. You know. have to see the real address. <laughs> yeah. Uh, several blocks off of the Maumee River, uh, between Highway 75 and, or between Interstate 75 and 280, near Mulberry Park. I was just going to say, right. And he mentions that near Mulberry Park. So Does he? Yes. I oh. Think. Okay, there you go. Yeah, so that's a that's a real address. Um, yeah, off of Mommy Bay, which is what's this larger lake? I don't know, Lake Erie, oh. off of Lake Erie. Not too far. Okay. Yeah, look at that. Yeah, kind of southwest of Detroit. Sorry, I'm just I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm Google mapping, twelve fifteen so, Michigan Street. <laughs> so I think that's that's what happens with Klinger. Uh, a little more um, depth with Winchester and his uh, girlfriend. Yeah, apparently, according to the wiki, you know, because of uh, primetime TV standards, the word prostitute is never actually used to describe Sunni's profession. Instead, euphemistically, we hear her referred to as a working girl, a lady, camp follower. And Winchester thought he could change her by changing her clothes, and she caught on to that right away. Yeah. She's like, you can't dress me up. And <laughs> You're with me now. <laughs> I don't like this dress. With so many buttons, it's hard to take off it quickly. Oh. Uh, he bought a dress from Klinger, which I yeah. thought was interesting. Yeah. You know, yeah. the whole thing was out of character, but mm. he was sick of being who he was for a little while. Or, or Or not sick of being who he wanted to be who he was, I think. Yes. he. I, I see this as a regression toward his life back in the States. He just he, needed to get away from BJ mm. and Hawkeye. Yeah. Because this started when they had come back to the swamp, like you said, after surgery. They stand each other. And he just, you know, they said, uh, Hawkeye proposed, we need to go out, go to Rosie's, have a few hundred drinks. And Charles said, fine, if you two stay here. <laughs> and so he went out, and that's when uh, Suni came and tried to proposition him. And at first he said no, and then he's like, wait, I can... You know, I whatever. Can, I can make you, I need someone in my life that I yeah. can mm -hmm. form and mold. But she yeah. was not formable no. or moldable. Well, because she says, you know, if I'm not working, then i out on the street. You know? yeah. Basically, she has to keep going from uh, John to John. And I think he... To make a living. And right. I, I'm assuming he was paying her, but she it might not have been <laughs> enough for for what he was putting her through. He even uh, brought her into the mess tent, what I thought was so out of character. Did he really think she was going to change enough where he could pass her off as fans? Well, know? it was her idea to go to the mess tent. Yeah, yeah that's it was true. her but idea. He brought her. He did. But, yeah, I, I think he honestly thought he could make her a high-class broad. And, uh, no. Nope. <laughs> she was she was just a working girl. She was just and happy being so. So it apparently, wasn't yeah. even that she would, you know, because a lot of people maybe would try that mm -hmm. to get out of that lifestyle. But I think she enjoyed her lifestyle. Interestingly enough, yeah, I think she just, yeah, I'm good, I'm good. 
I would much rather do what I'm doing than do what you want me to do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Boring. Suni, this is how you hold a fork. No, that's how you hold a fork. This is how I hold a fork. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Pudding on steak. <laughs> Sounded good to me, actually. Mm-hmm. Pudding on anything would be good. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it, it's interesting how this ends. Um, you know, with Charles being rejected by Suni and with uh, Klinger being rejected by Debbie um, for different reasons, obviously. But, you know, then we go back to Rosie's where this kind of started. and um, But you needed to know that BJ and Hawkeye got to this place where yeah. Hawkeye said, I'm moving out. I can't even stand being with you. He mm. said, is Radar still on R&R? Because I'm bunking in his bed. Yeah. Which... He was sleeping, and the phone rang at an ungodly time of the night, is yeah. what he said. And it was, um, well, uh, BJ had worked on the on on the only good kidney this kid had left, and he was really worried about this, like you mentioned, I think, right? Mm-hmm. He was and, a little actually obsessed over it, which mm-hmm. he does get. And they had shipped him off to Taigu, where they apparently have a like a kidney machine. To help this guy recover while his kidney is getting repaired and uh then hawkeye takes the call from taigu um letting him know so he ran to bj they were both so excited about the news they were hugging they gave up on any ill at ease that they had and yeah because you know bj done it he had pulled the kid through despite all of his worry he had done what he needed to, and the kid was fine. And yeah, so they went to Rosie. Well, they were drinking in the swamp with <laughs> they, Winchester, who was, was trying to console himself with poetry. Tis better to have loved and lost, lost than oh hell, give me a drink. <laughs> so so he was al- he was already a little a little tipsy when they went to Rosie's. Oh, and then when you got to Rosie's, Klinger was singing, and it was terrible, like (laughs) the worst singing that you have ever heard. So BJ and Hawkeye were like, oh, we have to do something, and Winchester said, I will do something about it. It'll be over soon, Charles. Just sit back down and go over. Nope, I'm going to do something about it. Ain't no sun up in the sky, stormy weather. Winchester joined in, which I thought was so cool. I would not have guessed that. I thought he was going to go over and cut him off. But he went over and joined him. Well, so because they were drowning their sorrows in songs. Yeah. Stormy weather. Yeah, and Klinger was back into his dress again. Because <laughs> remember, when, when he and Debbie were in the supply room, he was in his dress A's because, quote, they had agreed to wear something kinky. <laughs> so he actually wore his uniform, which I thought Potter's reaction was golden. Because Klinger. when he saw him, he was like, mm-hmm. so excited. <laughs> All he was tickled things like... Clinger, this is this is your best yet. A class A uniform. <laughs> Serving dinner. Oh, yeah. well, that was a, it. Was a good episode. Anything else that you have? No, I have. I we covered everything I had. Okay. Love the ending. Yeah, and you know one one part of the exchange between Debbie and Clinger that I really like is um just that you know he says I'm not that sort of a guy. 
I'm not a I'm not a love him and leave him. Love him and leave him. You know, he's looking for commitment, and that's what he had in Laverne until she left him for his best friend. Yeah, but he's he's been committed, and we see that in the final episode of the series when he decides. Uh, well, I I won't go into too many details. You can catch that in the last episode uh, of Whiskey Mash that we do. But he's he's a committed guy. When he gets into a relationship, that's it. He's committed. Well, look at his life. He's committed mm-hmm. to getting a section eight. <laughs> it's what his family does. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. his commitment goes way above and beyond what normal yeah. people do for a section eight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Alright, guest stars, recurring cast, we have Sylvia Chang as Suni, Kit McDonough as Lieutenant Debbie Clark, Eileen Saki as Rosie, again, uh, again, that, that's the same Rosie we'll have throughout the rest of the series, which I enjoy, Judy Farrell as Nurse Abel, which, by the way, I looked up Nurse Abel. I guess, he was a different Nurse Abel. Well, seasons two to three, we have various Abels. <laughs> And then seasons four to five, we have various Abels. But then we get her, uh, we, we get Judy Farrell appearing as Nurse Abel. And then, uh, let's see here, but her true her era truly begins in the last few episodes of season five, beginning with Movie Tonight, where Nurse Abel, along with several of her fellow nurses, had prepared for a trip to a party with some helicopter pilots. And after that... She's always Nurse Abel. Oh, okay. So this is the Nurse Abel that we will have for the series. We also have Michael Williams as the patient whom uh, Hawkeye is squeezing the life out of his arm with the uh, pressure cuff. Oh, okay. When he needed to speak. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Doc? Oh, sorry. Your pressure is fine. Mine? Maybe you should check mine, huh? All right. Writer, uh, pardon me, production code for this was T422. The writer was Kevin Levine and David Isaacs, and the director was BJ Honeycutt. Oh, his first. Mike Farrell. Original air date was March 5th, 1979. All right, uh, moving right along to season seven, episode 26. Um, short version of this episode is that BJ gets the idea that the 4-7th should have a reunion, not after the war, but now. And that it's not the people at MASH who will be having the reunion, but all of their families who will be having the reunion. So he goes along this path to try and get this reunion going. Uh, Klinger has a little bit of a problem with it, which we'll discuss. And also, uh, another one of BJ's patients runs into complications and is almost paralyzed, but then ends up getting better. That's the really short version of it. And the rest of the plot really centers around this. Um, Early on in the episode, the Chinese break through the Allied lines, and so the 4-7th has to bug out. In order to get the doctors moving, Radar agrees to write his mom about the reunion so that way BJ will get moving because he's all um, kind of 
about this reunion thing and Hawkeye. Very excited about it. Yeah, Hawkeye's a little mopey. And Charles is trying to get some sleep after seven hours and 41 minutes in OR, along with the rest of the staff. And then they end up bugging out back to their original location when the Allies retake the territory that the Chinese took. So it's a, a zero gain as far as territory goes. They get back. BJ's feeling... On the way back, BJ's feeling down. His patient uh, is still up in the air. But then they start getting the news about everybody's family being in. They're good. They're going to do this. They're going to get together. Uh, in the trucks, which is really neat. A really neat Love set of scenes. Set. Where we have um, all these people in these like deuce and a halfs. Or uh, uh, supply trucks. Not deuce and a halfs, probably, but... In these supply trucks, rolling back toward the 477, 477's original location, and they're reading their letters. And, um, you know, who do we start with? Is it uh, Hawkeye. Hawkeye? Yep, Hawkeye and BJ. Well, it's Hawkeye, Margaret. Oh, yeah, Hawkeye, Margaret. And, and Klinger? Is it? I have it written down. Who do we start with? Francis. Oh, yes. Francis. John Patrick Mulcahy, because <laughs> uh, Hawkeye's reading his letter, Francis. <laughs> well, you wouldn't expect her to uh, call me father. Uh, my sister to call her brother father, would you? <laughs> I suppose not. <laughs> but Only if he's her boss. But yeah, uh, Father Mulcahy's <laughs> sister is in which, uh, as of this recording, it's again, it's the first of the year, and we say a fond farewell to William Christopher. Who died just... I think a uh, hmm. uh, good toast to William Christopher. Here's to you, William Christopher. He just passed, um, I think it was yesterday, on New Year's Eve. Uh, we posted on our Facebook page. And, uh, yeah, you know, we're starting to lose. We're starting to lose these actors. Because, really, you think about that, they're getting old. I mean, this was shot in the 70s. That was 40 years ago. <clears throat> yeah. But I'm not going to say how old I was. <laughs> I, <laughs> I watched You don't have so. to. But that's okay. <laughs> um, so we bid a fond farewell to William Christopher. And uh, may you rest in peace, sir. But anyway, uh, fellow Okehi's sister is in. She's going to bring her uh, saxophone, apparently. <laughs> and... I love, uh, though, before yeah. that part even happens, okay, yeah. I love that, okay, while they were in this other camp, BJ gets way down about his his um, patient that mm -hmm. he's going to lose his leg, we shouldn't have moved him, and all this other stuff. And Hawkeye, BJ's been trying to get everyone to write all mm -hmm. this time, but mm -hmm. everyone had excuses. Hawkeye said his father won't come. He never leaves Crabapple cold. Margaret mm -hmm. said her parents won't come. They're having marriage issues. Um, Klinger said his parents won't come. Everyone was all like, mm -hmm. my parents aren't coming. My parents are coming. So Hawkeye made them all sit down and write their letters. Mm -hmm. And they had to sit down well, that and moment. And the thing be, is... Because his patient um, with the spinal thing, when they moved him, all of a sudden he lost... Feeling his, his legs. So, so BJ's all depressed, mm -hmm. and Hawkeye, of course, wants to cheer up his buddy, and he mm -hmm. sits right down and says, we're part of the problem. 
and he made and everyone listens to Hawkeye. Well, what? begrudgingly. Begrudgingly, so. but <laughs> no, I'm you know, not gonna write. Right, right. <laughs> here's the paper. Here's the pen. Right now. Mm-hmm. Um. So it was interesting. Yeah. How quickly they did it for BJ, and mm-hmm. they didn't. But but it was to help someone. Yes. You know, yeah. Hawkeye or BJ was just asking as a friend. Mm-hmm. Hawkeye gave them a reason. We need yeah. to do this for a friend and. I'll tell you, this camp, when it comes to doing something for someone, as we'll see in episodes coming up, they're right there. You know, you're to right. To help you. I never thought of it that way. So, yeah. I thought it was really cool. I, I think that's mm-hmm. an important um, statement to make. Yeah. Because, um... I think you're right. For that, you know, for to help someone, they were right mm-hmm. there, they did it, and then just the reactions they got as they mm-hmm. got their letter, it was so cool. Every time they hit a bump, the supply truck would change to the next group, as you were saying. So yeah. continue. So so you yeah, in, in the first truck we get uh, Father Mulcahy's sister in, and then we get Hawkeye's dad in, and then we get Margaret's parents, who are oh. both in, even though they've been separated. They said that they would put their differences aside for someone they love. Yeah, which... because she was the most important thing in their lives, and she got a little choked up about that. So then we skip to um then the truck bounces and you yeah, get <laughs> potter and clinger if <laughs> or, <laughs> i'm sorry one more thing quick yeah. because the first truck was all like oh stop hitting those bumps and then we got to this truck who was like yeah, <laughs> cowboy you know yeah. they were so excited about mm-hmm. the bumps okay yeah ahead. and so potter's <laughs> wife was in uh potter offered to read clinger's note and clinger said you won't be able to sir it's in arabic and Potter looks at it and goes, well, it sure is a pretty language. <laughs> and they go over another bump, and then I think we go to Charles and Radar. Who did not like the bumps. No, Charles was very <laughs> afraid almost. Um, but he's reading Radar's letter. Dear Walter, your Uncle Ed and me... <laughs> Pointing out the grammatical mistakes. Yeah, and, uh, you know... Basically, he reads that uh, Radar's mom and Uncle Ed are in, and then he goes, I don't think I should read the rest of this, Corporal. Uh, it seems somewhat personal. Uh, go ahead, Major. It deals with the antics of a... the sexual antics of a farm animal. <laughs> that would be Randy, our goat. <laughs> Something, and I think it was dealing with their cat, and Radar's like... Maybe you should put that in my pocket, Major. <laughs> and then Charles reads his, and he's just reading it to himself and goes, I can't believe my eyes! They say they'd love to go? <laughs> so Charles' parents are in, and then we go up to um, BJ's vehicle where we see... Um, I, I'll just... Well, Kelly pops in from the back. I'll just refer to him. Okay, it's Bert Metcalf. Really? Oh. That's Bert Metcalf. He writes. Ah. But he's like the the driver in a whole lot of stuff. He okay, writes. Yeah, I didn't realize that. He writes yeah, himself into him. the. Is that him? That's yeah. him. Yeah, Bert Metcalf, the driver. Um, <laughs> he's a driver in a lot of stuff. He directed this episode. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, <laughs> but he's driving. We don't hear from him, so he's uncredited, but he's there. 
and uh, BJ uh, gets word from Kelly who uh, said that they were passing the word up the line of trucks which I don't know how you do that but whatever that the party's on and the thing I find really interesting is this party's on it's everybody um, and we, we hear that in post-op where we're, BJ gets word that his patient is responding, that he has feeling back in his legs, he's doing great, and so BJ's just on cloud nine, he's doing great, and they and he's like, we have to set a date. And it's all the people on MASH, and then we go to the next scene, and it's only the people, <laughs> <laughs> only the senior staff, Radar, and Klinger. That's it. They're the only ones setting the date. I find that hilarious that they go from it's everybody who matters and it's you know those like seven people (laughs) nine people that's it that's the only people who get to choose the date but um what dates do they bring up uh first they say valentine's day well that doesn't work because of um one reason or another Yeah. yeah uh march 1st doesn't work march 8th doesn't work march 15th doesn't work march 25th first won't work and these are variously because um parents yeah margaret's dad's old unit is getting together um radar's calf edna is going to competition for the first time bj's wife is getting her degree her her realtor's license which she's been working after for a long time um well what about march 28th we're in we have a date (laughs) so it's set for march 28th they're gonna meet this is the other thing i meant to google pardon me while i type something yeah clinger Uh, did have a problem though while you're typing yes his parents think he's at fort dix oh yeah (laughs) no that's they decide to take um this big uh picture in front of the company sign and and clinger comes into the swamp and says i can't do it we have to take it somewhere else, or else I can't do it. Why? My mom thinks I'm in New Jersey. <laughs> this whole time? Yeah, you know. When I was at Fort Dix for training, I took a hundred or so snapshots of me, and I've been sending out to her one a month. Which would be more than enough for the three-year war. You know, me peeling Fort Dix potatoes. Me getting thrown out of the Fort Dix Officers Club. We can't take it in front of the sign. She can't know I'm here. I don't want her to worry about me. And I I can't remember if it was Hawkeye or BJ who goes, Clinger, I think it was BJ. I think I have an idea. And they make a big Fort Dick sign and just hang it in back of them. And it's a very iconic mash it's shot. Very, yes. You know, even on the wiki, that's the picture that they have. And I think it was on the disc too. And again, it's funny because it's the eight. It's not everybody. Yeah, it's, you know, (laughs) two rows, left to right, Hawkeye, BJ, uh, Klinger, Winchester, Mulcahy, Radar, Potter, and Margaret. And uh, Hawkeye's wearing a tux, Winchester's wearing his class A's, Klinger is in uniform, and it's just a very iconic photo yeah photo not only of the characters but i think also of the cast really if you think, think about so. that yeah you know that that would be a heck of a shot to have, have. oh that get would. a print of um but yeah they they get that and then uh 
the next scene we see is they're in OR. Radar comes in, a whole bunch of letters with stationery from the Pierre Hotel. Read pegs! And uh, Pierre Hotel, it's a real place. Look at that. The Fancy. Pierre, New York, a Taj Hotel. Um, I'm not going to look up too much, but uh, the... It's a nicer hotel. Yeah, the, the Pierre listed online 2 East 61st Street at 5th Avenue, New York City. So they stayed there, um, and they had this great big blowout party, and they're talking about uh, how the Winchesters were the life of the party. They did the Charleston with the O'Reillys. Um, how uh, Father Mulcahy's sister, the sister, was uh, just jamming out on the uh, saxophone. on the saxophone, and how. Mr. Pierce and Mrs. Potter oh, were dancing. We're doing the Lindy. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Colonel Potter goes, Pierce, if your father's anything like you, we're going to have a long talk. <laughs> and then uh, this is Radar reading BJ's letter from his wife. And I think the most touching part is the fact that he then reads, and Mrs. Klinger was standing in front of the picture. And there were tears in her eyes, and through an interpreter, and, and through her, yeah, through uh, her brother, she told me she always knew that Klinger was in Korea, but she never let on because she didn't want him to worry. And Rita goes, "Oh, sorry, oh. Klinger, I shouldn't have read that part." <laughs> nah, it's okay, kid. I could never pull anything over on her. And then they talked about how they were gonna go to a Broadway show and do a few more things and the hotel's giving them a free brunch or a free dinner dinner, dinner. as a send-off yeah so um yeah it, it, it was a really great episode to hear about this to kind of round out the world right that these characters live in and you don't get that a lot where in this one episode we learn a lot about oh. their homes, their families, yeah, and how much their families love them. Yeah, they all needed that. I think right at this mm -hmm. point, yeah. I think that was the biggest. Yeah, every one of them needed that to a hear. Absolutely, because all of them thought that their parents wouldn't come. Yeah, why would they come to something like this? This yeah. is you know, but mm -hmm. it sounded like something their parents needed also. It gave them a connection to their families. Yeah. And having my son just have left, <laughs> I totally understand that yeah. we need connections. Hi, Ben. Hi, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, it was neat. Uh, the I, I think the cherry on the top is the Winchesters were so taken <laughs> with the O'Reillys <laughs> that they invited them to their house on Cape Cod, Radar's first summer back. And so the post-commercial scene is Raider coming into the swamp to plan their visit with Charles and Hawkeye and BJ are all in on this. They're like, yeah, we need to plan this. <laughs> Charles, Charles, what can they bring? Do you need sheets? Towels? Do you need extra towels? Should they bring towels? Oh yeah, we can bring towels, Major. Bring, bring whatever you want. Bring you goat! It doesn't matter to me. I shan't be there. 
I'm turning myself in to the Chinese. <laughs> that was such a great ending. It, it was just, it was fun, you know. Um, let's look notes on this episode. That that's really it. Um, it's interesting that Klinger's mother was still alive after having died so many times in the first <laughs> two seasons. I'll just say that. Um, <laughs> let's see here, Klinger. Mother, or brother's dying, right? Sister dying. Mother, sister, brother dying. <laughs> Mother pregnant. This is a oldie, but a goodie. Half the family dying, other half pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> but it was very sweet. That they were all able to get together. Great ending to season seven. Yeah. Again, uh, Kelly Nakahara and Burt Metcalf both guest starred. They were uncredited. The production code for this was T424. On the wiki page, the writers are credited as Alan Alda and Burt Metcalf. The director is credited as Burt Metcalf. And the original air date uh, is listed on the same day as uh, the previous episode, March 5th, 1979. They had a double. Yeah. Hey, hey double! Hey, double. <laughs> we had a double night, too. Stick around. We're recording next week's episode next. <laughs> Come um, and listen. So, that's all we have for this week's episode, though. Go for it. Let me hear if you can do this. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode, I encourage you to listen to our back episodes. You can find those over at our website, narclaninc.com slash whiskey and mash. That's N-A-R-C-L-A-N-I-N-C dot com slash whiskey and mash. All one word. Go over there or just go to the narclaninc.com site if you, you, you don't want to spell out all that. And then just go to the podcast section on that main page. Go to the whiskey and mash page. And they're listed on that page are all of our back episodes as raw mp3 files. You can either stream them directly off the webpage or download them to your mp3 player, like, um, you know, an iPad Nano, or iPod Nano, Nano, <laughs> iPad Nano. It's really tiny, and you need toothpick-sized styluses <laughs> to use it. Uh, your phone, tablet, whatever. You can download the mp3 files there and listen to them. Otherwise, you can head over to Stitcher. Or your favorite podcast application, such as uh, iTunes, that counts. And search for Whiskey and Mash, and you'll find us there. Subscribe or download back episodes. If you subscribe, you can get all the new episodes downloaded automatically to your device, so you can listen to us. Uh, if you really enjoyed this episode, if you at least found some value in it, and you want to help support us, share our podcast with a friend, a family member, somebody you know, a co-worker... Go out to iTunes, leave us a review, let other people know that you enjoyed the podcast so that we can help spread the news about what we do here. Um, after we run out of MASH uh, episodes, then we're going to probably start on a new show, whether that's um, the Mary Tyler Moore show or uh, Frasier. Depends on who else we can get involved We've, we've heard some interest from a couple people, so we have to... Let us know what you think. You know, work on logistics, and that'll depend... That, that'll uh, tell us what we're doing next. But we plan on continuing to do this, because, you know, we like these shows. We like getting together uh, with Laura, Ryan, us, and watching these, and just talking about them. Because, you know, just like um, what, what you brought up today about... Uh, 
how how the characters come together when it's for mm. somebody. I never thought of it that way, and that's really what this is about: is bringing out these more yeah. subtle. And you're constantly saying things, yes, that make you think a little bit deeper mm -hmm. into it. I love you know, it. And and it just it's uncovering that because I've watched these episodes for years. I mean, I <laughs> I have um, season one on DVD when it from when it first came out on DVD. Um, I've I've had these for that long, and I've been watching them just constantly. There's a reason where I'll lean over to Laura and just poke her and go, huh. Huh? <laughs> the Cape of Cod. <laughs> the Cape of Cod. And she's confused until 20 minutes later when it comes through. But y you watch them and you consider them and you look at them at a deeper perspective and you get more out of these episodes. And that's what I want to do with more shows after mm -hmm. this. So if that sounds like something you want to keep in touch with, you can go over to Facebook.com slash Whiskey Mash, like our page there, and stay current with all the things we're doing because whenever I post a new episode of our podcast it goes up there so you can be aware that there is a new episode I also link the episode that's back over to our page so you can actually just like click on the link on Facebook and stream it from our website right there it'll come up and if you want to let us know what you think about what we've done head over to that Facebook page facebook.com slash whiskey mash or Go over to our webpage, narclaninc.com slash whiskey and mash. There's a link there to get you over to the Facebook page. There's also a email button. Hit that. It'll open up an email uh, client window, and then you can email us directly here at the podcast. Yeah. Great. Did I do that you okay? You did. You did it fabulous. <laughs> you always do. So that'll do it for us this week, though. As always, I'm Chris. I'm Gloria. We'll Happy see you next week. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Okay. And then I'll just need a minute to wrap this up before we start the next one. Sure. Yeah. Bye, everyone.